Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm him. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 120 of Psychotic and Iconic. Paul's here along with my co-host Nick Theories, Mikey P, and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned into the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. Mikey P, take us away. All right, everybody. Week 10 picks tonight. All right. You know what it is. You know what we're doing here. Money line against the spread. We will feature some games and we'll break them down a little further otherwise p and i power by playmaker is brought to you by prize picks daily fantasy made easy also right now we are live at the props network at propshq.com be sure to go over there and hit the subscribe button you do not want to miss out on all p and i's football coverage last but not least what are we wearing guys fantastic fabric Believe me yet. <laughs> that is fantastic. It is fantastic fabric. I love this shirt, man. I wore a couple pods. For fantastic a couple fabric. It's courtesy of IPB Pressworks. If you guys want P&I merch, be sure to DM us for pricing and details. And yes, Nick's got on a Just Ant t-shirt. Just Ant is responsible for this song that you hear in the background right now. All right. My guy. Man. That's my guy. That's, That's my the brother, game. man. That's the guy right there. Talented. All right. Thanks. Team is due to he's a beast. Go <laughs> check out his new album, Believe Me Yet, man. And trust me, you'll, you'll believe, believe him. <laughs> that shit fire. Fire. So go press play, go download, go do what you gotta do. Shout out Justin. There you go. You guys ready? We got a game tonight. Oh yeah, the MIDI. Yeah, the, the MIDI, MIDI fest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Nick Nick's got this team in the playoffs, so well, he's they're Nick. tied in first place. Yeah, Nick Smith. <laughs> Nick Smith. That's what that. That's the episode. That's the narrative Smith. now. Yeah, Nick Smith. Oh my goodness! I wasn't going to say that. My name is crazy. But <laughs> Philly Phil, why don't you break it down for us? Let's get into it. Thursday night football, Atlanta Falcons minus two and a half at the Carolina Panthers and NFC South showdown. We already know the Falcons are tied in first place. 
with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC South. And the Carolina Panthers, only a game out. P.J. Walker is starting again the second week in a row. He had kind of a rough game last week, but he is still starting in this game. He almost beat this team two weeks ago. So now we fast forward. Are you guys ready for this one? What do, what do you want to talk about here? Um, I, I just have a, a quick thought, you know. So I, I'm playing against Deontay Foreman tonight, and I'm placing a bet on him to score a touchdown. I feel like that's like the new strategy moving forward. When you're playing against somebody on a Thursday night football, just bet them to score a touchdown and walk away. If they score a touchdown, you win money, but your fantasy team takes a hit. Cry me a river. You just want some money. So that's just a nice little bet, you know, a, a nice little trick that I have in the bag right now. I've been I've been kind of doing so. Um, sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. But you're always in a win-win, I feel like. Yeah, you know what else, too, Nick? I'm seeing a lot of people doing parlays with touchdown scores and first touchdown scores. Even if it's just – if you select three guys to score the first touchdown of a game, you can win a lot of money. And I, I didn't even realize that. Um, I wish I could show you the ticket that I saw on Twitter. It was crazy. It was just three guys. It was maybe 20 bucks, and the guy made like five to 10,000 bucks, somewhere in that range. First TD score. That won't happen for me, though. It's like one of those things where it's like, I never get that. I saw uh, somebody had four guys for like two touchdowns apiece. It was like Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Jamar Chase, and Cordaro Patterson. It was like $35, and I think they won 40 grand or 34 grand. It's insane. It's crazy. It's probably Stanton. Yeah, probably. Unbelievable. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Um, but I, I can guarantee you one thing here, guys. There is hurricane-like weather around the corner, so the game tonight will be windy. 20 mile an hour winds expected. And Nick, I can guarantee you that both of these teams are going to run the hell out of the football. Mr. Deontay Foreman himself might be busy. So that maybe changes the narrative here a little bit. Both of these teams have had some success running the ball lately. The Falcons have been one of the best teams running the football all year. So does that mean the Falcons have the edge in this game? Even though they're the road team, do the Falcons have the edge? Um, I actually don't think so. Uh, after how they won against the Panthers two weeks ago and then coming off of, uh, you know, a fight with the chargers, um, and now you're on a short week and you're traveling. I don't know. I feel like it favors the Panthers tonight, but it's kind of hard to go to put your trust in the PJ Walker. Um, I think Mariota and Arthur Smith are a better combination than, um, Steve Wilkes and PJ Walker. PJ Walker just got benched last week after going three for 10 in the first half. Um, it might be, it might be cool to see if that happens again and they bring in Baker and if he makes some noise, I don't know. That'd be cool. I would love to see that. Obviously. <laughs> um, I miss my guy. Um, but you know, he's a D lineman now. So, but no, that, I don't really feel like it's like that an was edgy, crazy, by the way, it hurt my soul. That was crazy. Wow. Cause you fight tooth and nail for that guy. I know. He's over I, here being a D line. I know. <laughs> I didn't right. think you were going to say that here. <laughs> <Team player. laughs> He's a team. That's all player. I got it's, now. I can't stand insane. on anything else. I can't stand on anything else except he's a team. That's player. a good comeback. All right, I can accept that. Um, but no, I'm just like I don't really know. Like I don't think it's like that big of a game. I mean, it's kind of big for Atlanta because you want to stay in the the race to win the division, right? But I don't think like these are two bloodbath teams. I mean, because the thing is here, Mike. I I want to say one thing. As much as I agree with you, and it feels like a total waste of a Thursday night. The winner of this game, let's say the Bucs lose to Seattle this weekend, the winner of this game is going to be in first place in some regard. 
Wait, the, the Panthers, Panthers, the Panthers won? No. The, they would be in a tie. I, I don't know. I guess the Panthers are two games behind the Bucs. I thought they yeah, were one they game won. back. They're they lost to the Bucs already. Correct. Two and seven. I think the Panthers are three and six. Yeah, they're three and six. They're one three game out. That's right. Wow. Well, so the Buccaneers, they won the division game. No, Panthers beat them. Oh, my God, they did. Yeah. And so that's why it's so crucial that the Panthers Shit. somehow blew that game two weeks ago because they would be in first place right now. Yeah, let me retract was, my statement about two minutes ago. It actually is a big – it actually is an important game. It yeah. is for, for the teams, at least. Maybe not us uh, in the general public unless you got a wager on this one. So that's where we'll go next, I think. Uh, I, I don't know if there's too much to say here other than expect both teams to run the football a lot. The weather could be tricky, and that could be a good thing, honestly. You're minimizing uh, P.J. Walker, although this is a matchup where he could have had success right here. The Falcons' pass defense has been garbage. A.J. Terrell has been hurt pretty much all year. Um, so that actually could be a bad thing for them, actually, the more I'm talking about it. But let's talk about... The spread, the spread is Falcons minus two and a half on the road. Guys, who do you have tonight in this game, which is a somewhat <clears throat> important game after all? Uh, I'm taking the Pan uh, the Falcons both ways. Um, I I feel like the Panthers do have revenge on their mind from two weeks ago. I mean, it was that stupid play call. I mean, that stupid penalty with DJ Moore taking his helmet off that cost them it, and then Panero missing the field goal. I think the Falcons are better. They're better at quarterback. They're better at head coach, as I just said a few minutes ago. Um, to me, it's really black and white on this game. I don't, I don't, I think the Panthers, I mean, they just got blown out by the Bengals. So, and I don't think that they're a team that responds, you know, the second week after getting blown out like that. I'm with you. I got the Falcons. Uh, I think they're just a better football team. Uh, I think this is kind of a game where Mariota can, can make a lot of plays on his feet and especially with the weather conditions. And I, I think that favors more Atlanta. And um, I just, uh, the Panthers, they have nothing. I mean, what are they, right? They're, they had that, they beat the Bucks a couple of weeks ago, but anybody could have beat the Bucks. They, they were, they're, they're ass, bro. Like they've been playing really ass. So, I mean, Call it what it is. I, I just, I, I, nothing impresses me about the Panthers. Like, I, I, I think the Falcons are actually a decent team. Like, I think they're the team that could give the Bucks a run for their money for the division. I just, like, you know, like I said a week ago, and I still believe that. I think this team is really good. I think they have, you know, um, they got the right pieces, but, you know, I think they're still missing that one wide receiver to help Drake London out because I think he's a beast. Um, but yeah, no, I like the Falcons in this game. I think they're just a better football team overall. I think I think Grady Jarrett is going to have a day. Yeah, I'm going to have to echo that sentiment with you guys. I'm going to go Falcons both ways, um, but I do have to point out a couple things. Marcus Mariota, three road games on TNF in his career. He has lost every single one straight up and against the spread. Okay. On the other end, the Panthers, they've lost three, three straight home primetime games straight up. So something's got to give here. Somebody's going to come out on top, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Falcons because they have been the better team. But I will say, nothing would surprise me here. It's Thursday night football, and they played a very close game two weeks ago. Um, but I I agree. I the Falcons are just better, so I think they're gonna prove it. All right, are we ready to move on? 
Yes, sir. Philly yes, <clears throat> Phil. About time. Fuck that game. <laughs> I know. I can't even get that an game. Is for, I can't get yeah. an for that. Yeah, that game is. That game just cannot just get me up. Nah. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's just like there's two boring teams. Although the Falcons can be a little bit exciting, but the Panthers are trash. Yeah, we'll see, Nick. If, if the Falcons win and the Bucks lose, they're in first solo. That would be the only takeaway. We'll see. How many, how many sacks do you think Baker will have tonight? <laughs> I'm gonna set that over and under. One how many? How many water bottles filled? <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to a good game, maybe. The Minnesota Vikings on the road at the Buffalo Bills. Bills minus three and a half. But we have no idea if Josh Allen is playing yet. So this line has moved crazy. It was it was a touchdown. It's now three and a half. Um, so the, the obvious reaction here, we have to talk about Josh Allen's arm injury. He is suffering from a UCL injury on his throwing arm. In case you know, that is Tommy John in baseball, a.k.a. the more you throw, the more you disrupt it, the more discomfort. It doesn't get better unless you rest it or get surgery. So it seems like the Bills are literally going day to day. Are you worried about Josh Allen's injury, not just now, but for the long term of the season? And what is your level of panic with the Bills? Like, How much should they be panicking right now? Um, the panic, it, it depends. Like if he's going to miss a game or two, I don't think the panic should be that high because you have Case Keenum. He's played with Stefan Diggs before. Um, and I don't like Case Keenum's not horrible. He's a good backup. And with that defense and those wide receivers, he should be able to keep them afloat for a few games, but I would rush Josh Allen the next two weeks. And I would make sure, cause it's not worth it. If you want to go into your playoff run and even long-term, cause you don't want him to have to get surgery and things like that. And like Mike was just saying, it's crucial for you to get rest. Look at Br Bryce Harper sat out from like June or May. So you do Mike, need that. Mike, are you sure you're not just saying that so that your Vikings can get a win against a good team? No, I was picking the Vikings. <laughs> I was picking the Vikings either way. I swear. I really I'm was I, the whole time. Um, God, I'm, I'm kidding, but well, no, the thing that sucks is now is the Vikings were definitely winning that game, but now when they win it and if it's case Keenum, they're in a lose, lose. Cause it's, Oh my God, it's case Keenum or it's, <laughs> Oh my God, Josh Allen's hurt. So, um, cause you know, our bills love fest has to exist. Um, but no, that's just kind of how it am. I would, I would take it slow with him. I would not ruin the rest of your season. The only problem is they're in a dog fight. They're going to wind up being in a dog fight in that division. Good point. They're already going two in it. That's a good point. Considering that literally I do. Why do you hate the bills? Because they have they have not accomplished anything when it matters, and the entire media will not be objective to them. And Josh Allen is not on Patrick Mahomes' level, and it's not, and it's disrespectful to Patrick Mahomes. He's been in the league for five years. He's been in the AFC Championship game four times and two Super Bowls and won one. Do you think it's because he louder? No. Well, well, here's a here's here's my rebuttal, and this is why I probably um, I, I I agree with you, right? Mm -hmm. And I side with you. But here's where I think that people had the love fest that Josh Allen gave a lot of the fans exciting games. Yes. Like he's he's a must watch TV type of player. Agreed. Right. So people are going to love that when it's must 
must-see TV. But the problem is, is that it went from must-see TV and Josh Allen is great to Josh Allen is far and away the best quarterback in the league, and it's just not true. But he's got that swag about him. Like I don't know, man. Like I, I, he's he's just a he's he's a cool dude, bro. Like yo, he's hurtling over people and shit. Like people love that shit. Man. I know. Like but you want to know? You want to know my other issue? You will have people with a serious face sit here and talk about how Lamar Jackson isn't top ten, and to date. Lamar has proven more than Josh Allen, and it's a fact. He's an MVP, and Josh Allen's leap did not come until Stefan Diggs came. Jo um, what's his face? Uh, Lamar Jackson. For you. Mike, Ma Lamar Jackson is playing with Mark Andrews, who's great, second best tight end in the game, or third at worst. But he's throwing to Devin Duvernay, and all people you never heard of. And look at his numbers. Look at it, the team. You got Mark Andrews. I, I said that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said he's great. I, I'm, I'm with that. But. I mean, come on, his wide receivers are trash. No, I agree with that. So I just like that's my issue with that. Lamar Jackson's proven more and he doesn't have that love. You would take Lamar Jackson over over Josh Allen? <sighs> that's a tough question. No, I it's think, not. If you if you think Lamar Jackson's a better quarterback or arguably right? I, I it's definitely arguable in my yeah. opinion. I well, do. I believe it's arguable. What I took from your statement was Lamar Jackson's better. Like you would take him over Josh Allen because, uh from that statement. Because, no, I would say that right now that that is that is more of an argument as opposed to Josh Allen and Mahomes. Josh Allen's in the conversation with Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow before he's in the conversation with Patrick Mahomes. Who do you trust more, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. I trust Josh Allen. I know Josh Allen does stupid bonehead plays, but that's I, the problem. But at least he's been in the AFC Championship game before. I that's could, fair. I can yeah, trust somebody who, who who'd been there before experience i agree that um, matters yeah no it definitely matters the magnitude of the game is huge yep. if you win you go to the super bowl not many quarterbacks can say that aaron oh, Rodgers yeah. hasn't said that in 12 years i know so think about that it's very rare i know i wasn't allowed to drive after midnight last time he was there <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's a good discussion wow i'm wow. interested about that. I, mean, I, I would take josh allen yeah and, and yeah. it's not like, I, it's not it's just like, bro, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I want to see Lamar Jackson do it in, in January. I like Lamar Jackson as a person. I think he's great. I think he's awesome. I think I think people should love him. Personal preference. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's a fantastic athlete. But when it comes to January and he gets cold as hell. Got to see. Got to do it. I, I want to see that, man. Yeah. Because you know Josh Allen could do it. Yeah. He has that rocket arm. He's he's just built for he's that. Built kind. for the he's cold. built for that shit. So, like, I want to see that in Lamar Jackson. If he could do that this year, I'm I'm in. The Ravens should absolutely give him that five hundred million dollar deal. Absolutely. I'm the I biggest Lamar Jackson fan on this podcast, and I would still take Josh Allen right now, but it's closer than people make it out to be. That, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, Lamar is more accomplished. That's all it is. But Josh Allen is the better quarterback right now. He is a better passer. I mean, he's he's just incredibly dynamic all the way around, but um Really, there's there's few that can match the ability right there, right now. But I also think that, of course, Lamar's past success, or should I say failure in the playoffs, was partially a team thing, too. Lamar, as a passer, has gotten better the last couple years, but the team around him was crappy. So now this year, it's like, okay, the team is strong again, but now the, the weapons are maybe a question mark. We don't know yet. We're going to probably learn a lot in this year's playoffs because I have a feeling, I've already said this, they could run the table legitimately, and it's starting to actually pick up some buzz this week. People are talking about the Ravens' schedule. They could have a high seed, and they could run the table with the schedule they have. 
in which case it will be really interesting to see the level of attention on Lamar Jackson, especially as the home team in the playoffs. That's That will be the result there. Lamar Jackson is going to have a lot of attention on him, and he's going to need to have at least a playoff win or two to get some people off of him. It's Otherwise, yeah, right now jo- Josh Allen is going to be the guy that I'm going to I'm going to have to go with. Um, of course, I would take Patrick Mahomes first, but you know, that's a whole different point. Back to the point, though, guys. The injury. So, Mike, you raised a good point. I want to actually I want to echo a little bit. <clears throat> the AFC East. Three teams have six wins. The fourth team has five wins. They can't afford to throw games. We've already seen them in this pickle before. So I I do think they need to rest them. I just don't know when is the good spot. I guess maybe, maybe now because it's an out-of-conference opponent. Um, I agree. It's better to rest them now because here's the thing. You can catch fire in the next few games. But if you can get Case Keenum to get you by for a game or two, I mean, and that just real fast, but not to get into a different discussion, but that gets in my, that's what bothers me with the bills is that all the shit that people talk about the Patriots and Mac Jones is mid. I'm a believer of that. Bailey Zapp, you know, five and four. Taekwon Thornton, Thornton, they have one less win than the, than the unbeatable bills. It's crazy. Yo, you that's just mid ass names. And guess what? They have Look five wins, bro. Their best player is Matthew Judon. Yo, <laughs> I mean, Mac, seriously. Mac Jones is all right, bro. Yeah, bro. He's got four touchdowns and seven interceptions this year. He's I, him. I think he's all right. I think he's a good quarterback. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't – like I said, I'm just – that was a quick uh, footnote. But, yeah, I look, they're going to have to rest them because if that injury gets worse, they're done. Yeah, I, I think that you're going to have to probably – you're going to probably have to rest them this week. And then you get – the thing is, like, it don't get any easier. You get the Browns who are tough out every week. You get the Browns next week. Um, then you get the Lions. You might be able to ease up there. You get the Patriots, though. The Patriots always give them a fight. You get the Jets the following week. You get the Dolphins the following week after that. All division games I'm talking about here. So, like, they uh, – their schedule don't really ease up either. Then you get the Bears who are a pain in the ass. You get the Bengals in Cincinnati, and then you get the Patriots again at home. Like, there's really – there's a lot of risk here that they face. I will say this, though. I think Case Keenum, with this environment around him, I think Case Keenum is going to be one of the better backups in the league, especially on this team. I I think if he plays this week, he could still win, and I actually still think that the Bills as a whole are the better team, but it will be be closer, obviously, with Case Keenum in there. I, I still think they should win that game, though. Like, there there are no excuses. So, Mike, I like, I agree, like, I don't think that anyone can make excuses for the Bills if they lose this game. If the Vikings win this game, they should get credit because I think I yeah. think that Case Keenum can do well enough in this spot with the team around him, and it's a revenge spot nonetheless. Correct. It's the team that got rid of him. Yep, and Diggs. Although the revenge hasn't looked so good this year for for all the quarterbacks in the league, but interesting thought. I'm questioning this line. Bills minus three and a half. Is that factoring Josh Allen's injury of yes. him playing or not yes. playing? Because it opened yeah. at six. And a half. Yeah, it dropped three points once this news came out that he might possibly sit. It could move again too. I bet the Vikings plus six and a half on Wednesday. Oh, I think this is a great spot to bet the Bills. Well, no, I bet the Vikings on the money line before this news even came out. 
because I thought the Vikings were going to win regardless. Okay. Yeah, I, I got the Bills both ways. I think they're a better team. I think their defense is really good. They're home. They know this game is pretty important for them. Even even if Josh Allen doesn't play, I still like their chances. Um, <clears throat> they they still have the weapons on the outside. They still have. I mean, they just got to commit to the run a little bit. We're actually going to see a lot from their running game. Devin Singletary. Actually, yeah. I'm an owner. Yeah, I'm and, actually looking um, forward to it. I think Naeem Hines is going to get some burn too. So I I, I think that's the the pathway to victory here is just run the football, control the clock, get Stephon Diggs involved. Get Dawson Knox involved. Get Gabe Davis involved. Get your players involved when you can. Move the chains. Play good defense. You're home. I like I like the Bills here. I, I mean, I think they're just a better football team. I'm not I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a Vikings believer. I just they're they're a seven one team, but they're like, man. Like, Do you I believe if they, they just, win tomorrow? They just uh, uh, Sunday. Excuse me. With without Josh Allen? Yeah. Because remember, Josh Allen don't play defense. Well, so what? You got Von Miller and them boys. If they're going to score on them and put up points, well, no, it, well, that's true. That is true. But like, I mean, if they had Josh Allen, it'd be, I got you because they can game. score with them. Co correct. I'm with you. Yeah, you're, you're more pressured to score correct. because you know who's on the other side. So I think that also plays a factor. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, but I I do like the Bills. Um, I just I I just think they're a better team. They're home. I mean, they they need this game more than a lot of people think, <clears> based <throat> on their division. Their division's pretty is is is. Is really good. Yeah. We just named it. Yeah, that's they. They really do need this game. I, yeah. I think they Vikings, actually they need this more. This game don't mean shit for the Vikings. Here's the thing. Here's the only thing it means to the Vikings. It's finally time that they get a win and people start talking about them. Yeah, because everybody credibility. Everybody's gonna say Kirk Cousins outside Vikings outside. They go there and beat the Bills. It'll be meaningful. At that point, you're eight and one. There's no denying it. I know. But you're not like, ass at eight and one. I, I don't. Yeah. Know. If they if they win this game. They'll be ass. getting they'll be getting credit from me if they win this game. No, um, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're ass if they're eight to one. Even if they if they won without well, Josh not Allen. a believer, I should say. I just like I don't know. Like when I watch them, like there's nothing flashy about them. There's nothing like that pops out. It's just they're they're like a boring ass football team. And I just I I don't know. They just don't excite me, man. There's nothing about them excites me. It, it, they just don't, bro. I just I don't know. They're they're solid tough team those are scary teams they are they are and and they could definitely creep up on, on on people late in january but what i'm saying is like when i watched them like i to me like they're just so beatable like i feel like they've been getting really lucky of who they've been playing against um they i mean washington really fumbled that game i mean they were up they they had i think they were up what by uh two uh 17 7 17 7 right they were by but 10. last year kirk doesn't win that game the fourth quarter they came back i mean look that's a that's a sign of a good football team because they had to play defense to stop them and get Thank the you. ball back which i do respect they are they are a good football team but like i just like when i watch them i'm like man that was the commanders bro like they got heineke i mean yo i, I passion i told For you real, bro. bro yeah i'm, I'm that's okay <laughs> but like the commanders really i don't know i feel like you, you you beat up on those teams and they did they just they always fail to do that. They never have like a blowout win. The recipe right here for the Vikings is they need to run the ball successfully. Especially in this in this tough environment in Buffalo. Go over there and run the ball down their throat and take the life out of the stadium and have these nice long sustained drives. Keep that defense on the field keep the offense off the field, which I still think the offense of the Bills will have some success in this game. I think really what this determines for me is like are the are the Vikings that good? 
And if they win this convincingly, are they great? I don't know if we're going to learn that in this game, but we already know that they're a solid team. How good, though? If they win this game, they do deserve some credit. Like, I, I also have the Bills both ways because I, I, don't, I don't think Josh Allen being out is an excuse. I actually think that they should still win this game because they're, they're better, and I agree with Nick. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Vikings did pull this out. They just they have to approach it correctly. And they still, they still look like a team that has an identity crisis. I think that they've been better this year when they've been committing to the run game. That seems to be the formula, and you minimize Kirk Cousins' mistakes, and you know you're keeping the defense fresh because you're you're holding on to the ball a little bit longer. And this defense needs the help, so that is the that's the way to do it. And it might not be flashy if they want to do it. That's how they got to do it. But I got I still got the Bills both ways. I got the Bills both ways. We will see. It's gonna be a good game. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm a little worried if Case Keenum's in there. I'm, 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 I'm a tad worried. It's not, it's not a 2017 anymore. I don't think that's the same King, uh, Case Keenum. We're gonna yeah, see. I mean, he's all right, but like, it's Case Keenum, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I don't making know. his case is Keenum. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It, it should be a good game, though. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we shall see. Philly Phil, change it up. Get that shit. Fire that shit. This game. Yeah. Yeah, this game is going to be telling. Yeah. Phil, you know what? I haven't asked you to do this in a while. Sound the fucking... Sound it. I forgot we had that. Sound it because... (laughs) I missed the What the fuck is going on with the Packers? What is going on? They lost their fifth straight game. They have hey, lost five straight <laughs> games. Rodgers had three picks in a game. That's the most since 2017. And this is also the largest underdog spread of Aaron Rodgers' career at home. Largest ever. He's never been more than a field goal underdog at home. His whole career. Do you understand how significant that is? This is huge. So we had to sound the fucking what's going on in Green Bay. Let's talk about it. I'm going to throw a couple questions. Let's uh, talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what? Let's just go free form first. Actually, let's just go free form. What the hey. fuck's going on in Green Bay? Seriously. Um, it's hey, look, they booty. <laughs> and yeah, it's to me, it's a lot of stuff. I mean, for for one, Aaron Rodgers is tied for 27th in interceptions and tied for 27th in QBR. So that right there is what he's is the issue. The offensive line is underperforming. The defense is underperforming. The wide receivers, I would say they're underperforming, but I kind of feel like they're performing. That's that's what you sent him out there with. Uh, they lead the league in almost acquiring players. They're like the Boston Celtics, except in the NFL. Every year near the trade deadline, they were all in on Darren Waller or something like that, and then it was just the price was too high. Um, the Packers just, like, I don't know. They just they have, like, no continuity. They don't look like a team. They just look like a bunch of guys that went out in a schoolyard and started to play football. Like, they just don't look together. They don't look like – they just don't look like a formidable team to me. That's just what it is. Aaron Rodgers is is miserable. You see him out there freaking out. And I like that because he's showing that he cares. Like, I actually do like that. 
again, I say it all the time. I don't losing is not fun. I hate losing more than I like winning. So if he was out there throwing interceptions and just blowing it off like it was nothing, like Donovan McNabb used to do when he would laugh, I hated that. It's not funny. I want to win. I hate so that. it drove me yeah, crazy. Me too. I hated that. Walk off the field smiling when you just threw a, a ball fucking laugh three yards into the ground. Laugh it's not funny. I, I'm, I'm, like, <clears throat> I'm like, what are you laughing at? Yeah, guys? get that dog in your chest. <laughs> crazy. But so they're just they just look like a mess as a team to me. Yeah, they they look disjointed. They they, they look leadership. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually starting to wonder how much they believe in Matt LaFleur a little bit here because Aaron Rodgers is the one who's who's got the energy right now. Aaron Rodgers is the one who looks like he cares. I don't see it anywhere else on the roster. Aaron Rodgers looks like he cares but also looks defeated at the same time. The rest of the roster is like, what the fuck is going on with everybody else? Well, in fairness, the Lions game, those couple interceptions were his fault. That's his fault. That were, but oh, the they were. But horrible. They were like horrible. Balls like that. So like I get Rogers' frustration in a sense. I haven't been picking on him too bad because again he's not out there with a full deck. Those wide receivers are terrible. I know. I it, that's that's really the case. They're here. bad. Like they're yeah. not good. I said it before. They're going to struggle to score points simply because you can't roll out there with a with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Well, and Mike, actually has been all right. Mike, you I know mean, what else? I, I don't think. Walk. Yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Nick. What's up, Mike? They're good, as I was just saying, and they're relying on Sammy Watkins, yeah, which yeah. is also a big mistake. I mean, come yeah, on, that's bro. criminal. I, I think that it flopped even worse than anyone could have imagined. Honestly, I think that it didn't look good going into the season, but then Romeo Dobbs is obviously not a number one receiver, and then also Christian Watson can't even stay on the field. He's the most physically gifted, and then obviously we already know Sammy Watkins can't stay on the field. I think it just it. It flops so, so badly, um, even more than I had expected. I was in on the Packers like many people. And uh, like the other thing was just simply them not going out and acquiring a wide receiver. I think that sent waves through the locker room like we're dead and we know it. It's like you literally went out and you decided to continue to proceed with this dumpster fire. No, well, in fairness to them for that, they were trying to get those players. They always say that. No, 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 no. I actually genuinely believe that. But the NFL GMs are just, you know what? I I, want to tip my cap to them because that is how you execute business. When you know somebody is desperate, you want them to fucking fork it out, bro. Well, more than other teams. Well, the Bears did it for Claypool. It's like, to me, it's the Packers aren't aggressive because we've seen it year in and year out. They never acquire anybody. It's all homegrown people. No, I, I actually think they were asking more from the Packers. What, like for Claypool? Absolutely. You're playing hardball at that point. You know their hands are tied. You know they need a wide receiver. Everybody in the league knows they need a wide receiver. Well, here's the thing. That is, that is business 101. I'm not going to sell you our player because it's either you fork it up or you don't get them. Do you want to play without this player on your team for the rest of the way, or do you, or do you, or, or do you want to walk away? Well, in fairness, it's, to the Packers, it's, it's, it's I never, genius. I never would have given a second for Chase Claypool. No, so I actually had, think they're right agreed. on that. No, but no, but they had no leverage in any deals because they agreed. were either going to get robbed, they were going to have to overpay. And I didn't think the, I don't think Green Bay is built to overpay. That's not, true. Not them. That's true. But here's where they went wrong, Nick, because you, 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 everything you just said there, correct. Here's where they went wrong. They knew that they needed this position upgraded for weeks. 
over yeah. a month. And they waited until the last second when teams are going up against each other and you're not going to get a bargain, which is how they like to shop. They like to be bargain yeah. shoppers. You're going to be, of course, your division rivals out there leveraging, leveraging the market against you too. So that's where they went wrong is they should have noticed this. It wasn't going to work out. Look, they, they wanted to see if it would work. And when you saw that it didn't work, you needed to go out and be aggressive, and they never are. They are always that team that sits back. They don't make trades. They like to draft players, but they don't like to draft receivers in the first round. So it's just like at some point this recipe was destined to fail, and it just happened to fail so horribly this year, and, and their second-round pick can't even stay on the field, let alone coming out of Division One AA. They, they fucked up. They and fucked Mike up. What to me, you know, how, like sometimes teams have like a galvanizing moment in a season where things click. Yep. I think they did, but I think it was the first game of the year, and I think it was it clicked the wrong way when Christian Watson dropped that ball. Because oh, if yeah. he catches that ball, that could be a tone setter, and that Agreed. gives Aaron Rodgers confidence, that gives Christian Watson confidence, it gives LaFour confidence, it gives the offense confidence. When you drop balls like that, it's demoralizing. You saw it with Wentz that, like. Back in the day, like that stuff kills Brady people. Against the, against the Panthers, who? The Bucks against the Panthers. Oh yeah, with Mike Evans, Brady. like that stuff. Ma- those little things. They always talk about the little things. That shit matters. But they're but they're not three and six because of that moment. No, but that. But I I think they would be a much stronger team. They messed up the aura from the beginning. Yeah, but you got to move on. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, there's it's a long season. You I agree. Can't let, yeah. You can't let one play define your entire se- your entire season. It's, especially when you're a veteran like Aaron Rodgers. So like I, if that played a factor in the game, yes. But did it? It definitely played a factor in the game, right? But for two months since that, I, I'm I'm gonna sway away. I just think they're ass. I just don't think yeah. they had. There's no juice. But this game is kind of intriguing in a way because I think Aaron Jones is kind of limited this week with a toe injury. Uh, but I want to see them use AJ Dillon like they like they have in the past. This guy is a bulldozer. You want those tough yards? You gotta get Aaron Rodgers in short yardage. Second downs, third downs. If, if he goes third and tens, he's never gonna get. He's never gonna get a first down. It's so hard to connect with his wide receivers. The only one is Alan Lazard. But you got to, you got to depend on Alan Lazard for four quarters. You got to put your team in the best position to score points and move the chains and keep your defense off the field. Yeah. And to do that is by running the football with AJ Dillon. You have him on your team. You got to use him. He is such a beast. I, I they're just underutilizing him, and it just—it's the weirdest thing. They just got away from that part of their game, and I, I just—it's just not clicking on the passing game. And the running game has been—you know—it's been all right, but it could be better if you incorporate it more and more and more, especially when your offense is struggling the way it is. And see, that's the thing—is like they—they they have no creativity whatsoever. On top of that, this offense, as much as I want to like. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is playing like diarrhea. Aaron Rodgers with those interceptions last week, it's unacceptable. And the defense is playing even worse. The defense was supposed to carry this team. And the defense has been fucking atrocious, which is maybe the biggest development. They they just lost Rashawn Gary for the season. That's a backbreaker. They're not going to recover from that. But Matt LaFleur, though, I thought would be better than this. Um, as a head coach, he's been good. But as a play caller... I think it is fair to question what he's been throughout his whole NFL career so far as a play caller. He has not been good. And 
I, I sit here and say, you know, like I say this, acknowledging the fact that the guy that was there last year was Nathaniel Hackett, who's been easily the worst head coach in the league this year. I do wonder though. I I I I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it's interesting that the offense is sputtering so badly, and they have no solution, no creativity, and on top of that, they're already talent void. But well, now, Rogers, suddenly, you know, like, <clears throat> yeah, Rogers said on. I can't um, compare them to Hackett though. Hackett's bad, bro. Hold on, hold on. Rogers actually said on the podcast, I forget which one it was, and he was saying like, I would tell Matt like, Hey, we're trying to run tempo. Stop with the motion. Yeah. Stop with the fucking motion. He said that verbatim. Yeah. Um. So I, it can be that. And look, Nathaniel Hackett could be a great coordinator. Look at look at Las Vegas. You can be a great coordinator and a really bad head coach. That yeah. shit happens. And well, you could be a bad head. You could be a bad coordinator and a good head coach because you may be a better leader than you are game planner. I don't even well, want to be known enough. I I just don't want to hear about this because like <laughs> like my thing is you had the opportunity to go to another team. You're the one who signed back with, with the same team, knowing these issues, and you've had them in the past. 50 million. So it's actually his fault. I'm not going to sit here and give him a pass for this shit. Oh, no, because, I'm not. Because, no, because nobody's all, doing that. You know, because of lack of weapons and shit. You chose to stay in Green Bay. You knew who the head coach was. You signed back with them. That's your fault. If you wanted to, if you wanted to play with wide receivers, you had the chance. He could have went to Denver. He could have went anywhere else. But yeah. he decided to stay in Green Bay. So that is on him. So I yeah, that's he's not excused, by the way. He's been yeah. playing like shit. He he's the the common denominator here is he's supposed to raise the level of play, and he's playing like absolute shit, yeah. which does not help matters at all. But knowing that he committed to stay, that where the Packers failed is not addressing that position, and it just happened to not work out. But the Matt Lafleur thing is interesting because they are not getting along. It's pretty clear that those two are not on the same page. And it's it's a glaring issue. I wonder how much it'll affect them in the long term, which brings me to my next question, guys. Will Aaron Rodgers retire after this season? And if not, do you think he could be traded? And here's the another part to this, okay? You can answer all three of these however you choose. I'm going to raise a point here that I don't think is getting talked about much yet. Does it make sense, guys, for Aaron Rodgers to be sat and you get a look at Jordan Love for the rest of the season. Now, there's a lot to unwrap there. It's a three-part question. There's three three things going on there. Uh, <clears throat> will Aaron, ret Aaron Rodgers retire? No. Will he be traded? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say about sixty percent yes. And I think that he could actually be the one to link up with Sean Payton somewhere. Um, oh. That actually oh. makes. sense. Um, I said it on Monday night, maybe Indianapolis or something like that. Um, if Jeff Saturday doesn't work out. Um, but I do think that that's something that could happen in his later years. Cause here's the thing. Drew Brees was still playing well enough to get them into the playoffs. The problem was once week 16 and 17 came around, his arm was falling off. Aaron Rodgers isn't losing his arm and all that at all. It's just, he doesn't have anybody that can catch the ball. Um, I would not sit him, number one, because he makes $50 million a year. And number two, I just like, to me, with the Packers, they already know what Jordan Love is. Like, Aaron Rodgers. back. What's up? You think he's coming back? Who? Rodgers. You don't think he's retiring? Uh, no, I don't. And I thought, because I think if he would have retired, it would have been last year. But is it because of he's because of the season he's having? Yeah, because as a competitor, I don't think he'll go out on that note, on this note. 
Okay. I'm with you. He has too much of an illustrious career to ruin it going out looking this bad because he's not washed. I'm with you. Um, he, may not be, he, may, he may not be a superstar. He may just be a star now, but he's not, he will not go out like this. Um, and, but I do, I don't think that they should start Jordan Love. I think they know what he is. I think he would have already started with all the shit that's been going on with them for the past few years. Um, I, I wouldn't do that. Because here's the thing. If Aaron Rodgers looks bad with those wide receivers, what's Jordan Love going to look like? Sure. Well, so you're not, really, us, you're not going to get a fair look at Jordan Love at that point. The three well, of us were aligned, right? The three of us were aligned in the offseason saying that Aaron Rodgers needs a change of scenery, right? The three of us were aligned there, I believe. Uh, no, I thought he was retiring. Well, yeah, but like if he yeah. wasn't retiring, though, a change of scenery would have been best for all parties, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did think that, yes. So, like, I think him going back, it showed some unexpected loyalty, which is great and all, but now it's like, okay, it's going to probably get to a point where it's like, all right, me or LaFleur, something's going to change because it just oh, looks I that way. And the thing is, is like, you know what? If you do want to get a look at Jordan Love, you have every right to do so in the offseason. You should not – do that right now because you are setting him up to fail. Um, but I do think that a trade at this point is more likely than him retiring. I just wonder like how it's going to work with the financial stuff, because obviously he's got that big contract and who else will be in play because now you lose a team in the Broncos there. Um, I mean, I'm sure there'll be teams lining up for him, but then you got to think about fit and, is it somewhere he would want to go? Because obviously if he wanted to leave, he could have, he wanted to be in green Bay. So I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know. Nick, what do you think? I think, yeah, I, th I think he'll stay, but I think there, there's going to be a big, big changes coming. Um, I think I, I, I don't see him, him walking out on that fan base doing that, man. Just saying, I, you know, I want out and Can't. just causing that stain on his legacy with that. We, we know what that fan base I don't know. I just, I just feel like that matters to him. Um, that's why he wanted to stay in Green Bay. So I just can't see that happening. I, I just don't. I, I think he's going to come back. Um, but yeah, I mean, there definitely could be a change in um, uh, head coaching. Sean Payton there would be really, really interesting. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I wouldn't see that. And then just, you know, you get Sean Payton, you get a couple weapons on the outside, you'd be rocking and rolling because you got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Yep. So, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know Sean Payton is going to go out there and he's going to demand Gutekunst to go and get receivers. You know he's going to do that. Um, I would like that. I mean, that's the thing, though. Is like Matt LaFleur's coaching career to this point, he's got a great record as a head coach, so it's going to be a really tough call for them. Like, if it goes that direction and Aaron Rodgers being a guy that is closer to on his way out than, you know, being here long term, who do you choose? I think that's a developing plot here. The more that they lose games. Um, and I would have to say, yeah, if Sean Payton's on the market, I love that idea. I didn't even think of that as a spot for him. I would think that that's got to be a no-brainer. It's a perfect fit. It would it's be a great. perfect fit. All the way around, too, especially the, the running back rotation, too. It's it's like a, a gift. It's an early Christmas gift. But we'll see. All right, guys, we got to actually pick a game. So – as I said, Aaron Rodgers, largest underdog spread at home of his entire career. Dallas is favored minus four and a half on the road. Who do you have to win this game? 
Um, I am taking the Packers in the upset. Wow, and you this is the second time like recently that you did this. Well, here's the thing. I they I still say they had a few chances in that Bills game. Um, but look, the Bills yep. are on a different level than the Cowboys, in my opinion. But look, the Cowboys this week have made comments where it's one of those things that's worrying me that it's gonna be more about Mike McCarthy's return than the actual football game. And that could be a cause for problems. Um, no one's talking about that either. Yeah. Um, and I just believe the bleeding has to stop. It's a good spot for the Packers. I know the Cowboys are coming off a bye week. Um, I just, I really like the spot for them, and I think that they could do it. I, the bleeding has to stop. Uh, I hate to say it. I think the Packers are losing this one. I like Dallas here. Coming off a bye, I mean, who's to say um, McCaffrey doesn't want revenge for himself? He you does. Know what I mean? So, like, he had, a, he had an extra week to prepare for this team. I love this spot for the Cowboys. I think they're going to run it down their throats with Tony Pollard. Um, I think he's been on is fire. Zeke out? Well, no, Zeke, oh. Zeke's there, but I, I, I think Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard is their guy, man. Yeah, like he awesome. has that breakaway speed. He's got that burst about him. He can get those twenty-yard runs. He can get you those big plays, especially when you when you when, when they're missing an actual wide receiver to um, with CD Lamb. So you got CD Lamb, you got Michael Gallup, and Michael Gallup, you know, he just came back and everything. So. Um, I, I don't think he's up to speed yet. So they're missing that other wide receiver too, you know, as opposed to the Eagles who have AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. So they're missing that. So what they need to do is get Tony Pollard involved because he can get you those big chunk plays. And I think that's what they're going to try to do in this football game. And I think they're going to be damn successful at it. I like the Cowboys here. I like them outright. So you, like them, you like them both ways, Nick? Yes. And I, I love that point about getting Tony Pollard involved. Get him involved as a pass catcher too. Like. Like he he just needs the ball more. He needs to be committed to. He needs to be the one A. If you're gonna make this a split backfield, it's a no brainer at this point. Like look at look at the dimension he brings to the offense. And Dak Prescott looks at least comfortable. He's not getting exposed. And this is when Dak Prescott's been, been his best in his career. Is when the run game's been good. This team wins games. Even last year, they won games when they committed to the run. They didn't win games and they went away from it. Interesting how that works. Um. And also, yeah, Michael Gallup, it, for them, I can't even believe they gave him that contract and expect him to come back off an ACL and play well right away. Like, this guy, it's going to take time for his ACL to get intact and be able to make an impact. He's just – he's not going to be there right now. So, it's it's a weird commitment they made. I got the uh, the Cowboys to win the game. Um, I like some of Mike's points about – the bleeding has to stop. So I actually think it'll be a tight game here because Dallas really hasn't like pulled away from teams per se, except for when they committed to Tony Pollard. Um, but I'm with Nick though. I think that Dallas, this is just, it's a better team coming off of a bye. Um, Dak Prescott three and two straight up and against the spread off of a bye. And then on extended rest, he's 11 and five straight up, 12 and four against the spread. Um, he was still just getting his feet wet off an injury. So, like, I do like Dallas here. Mike McCarthy gets revenge. And maybe the bleeding stops next week for the Packers. I just – I don't I, – I just don't know what to say. I i haven't seen it. It's one of those things I need to see it to believe it. I they can't Derek Henry next week. Bleeding ain't stopping. Nah, hell no. They're going to be bleeding from their ass. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, what <laughs> – one other thing, guys. I actually see a great comment here. You're going to like this one. Godfarve says, 
I could see Rodgers in San Fran or Vegas. Thoughts on that before we move on real quick? It's, I, I really like both of those. Uh, I, I San like Francisco would, San be, Fran would be ideal. But I don't know. Would they be able to take his contract? Would they be able to take his contract? And the other question is, is how do you get him? Because you gave up your entire draft next year to get CMC. Trey Lance, Mike. Coming off a Trey Lance and a couple picks. There's going to be teams interested if he gets put up on the market. They might buy that. I doubt it. But, I mean, that would be the only piece. Then they can rebuild with a guy who's got a higher upside than Jordan Love. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They're like four and a half games back from the division. Like, that's got to be really overwhelming for a young team, too. Like, I feel like I, I, I not what they got to do is take it week by week. They got to go one and no every week. That's that. That's got to be the mentality. But it, it's so hard to get young players in that mind frame, especially at your key positions, such as wide receiver. Like I just feel like that that matters, man. So I I just don't I don't think they're gonna live up to the challenge. I I just I yeah. am completely fading Green Bay all the way, man. I just don't love what they have right now. They they're not cooking shit. They can't yeah. score a lick. They struggle against the Lions. Have a dog shit ass defense. I know, and they struggled against them. That is concerning. Yeah. Everybody lines. Everybody. I agree. And they scored double digits. Come on, fam. They got, they got these, bro. <laughs> okay. I know, yeah. but they're going to win this for real. I guarantee it. That's crazy. Speaking of the Lions, another yeah, comment. Peter says. I got Green Bay. All right, cool. I got, oh, I got right. There you go. Theories and Paul's bet on the game. There you go. All right. Theories, Theories has the Cowboys. I almost forgot for a second. Theories has the Cowboys. Paul's has the Packers. All right. Peter raises a good note here. What about Rodgers to the Lions? The motor, he's not built for the Motor City. He's not built for the Motor City. That would be great. He would be great there. They got a good offensive line. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I know that, but they got a good offensive line, wide receivers, a run game. They'd be cooking. I like that a lot, fit wise. Czar. The Lions? The Lions. Um, he's not a lion. Nah, he's just he's not he's not built for that, bro. Not built for the Motor City. And, and there's no way he and there's no way he would go there. I don't think Green Bay is traded him to the winning the division. Uh-uh. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And he's not a Dan Campbell type of guy. He's not a rah-rah guy, you know. I don't think he'd feed into that being a veteran quarterback. But anyway. Could you imagine him and, and Dan Campbell doing ayahuasca? <laughs> <laughs> that would be in that that has to be filmed. <laughs> If that were to ever happen, that would would hundred percent have to be like I want to professionally it. filmed. I would want to go to Peru I would with them. Love to watch that on a Netflix channel. For I would watch them an hour, just them body together. <laughs> so would I. Like <laughs> just straight up cooked right That's in front of the TV. Imagine you're on Ayahuasca, you look over, and a guy's giving a press conference about biting your kneecaps off for sixty minutes. <laughs> like I, I go, imagine the conversations between Aaron Rodgers and Dan Campbell during that moment. I, I would love to see it. That would be great. I would that pay would, to see it. That's must see TV right there. I would. I would pay money to see that shit. <laughs> I would pay too. It could be a pay per view. I'm in. That <laughs> <laughs> <Dead> ass. <laughs> I'm in with you. All right, you guys ready? We got one more main game here. One more headline game. All right. Everybody good? 
Yes, sir. Billy Phil, one more time. Get up in Mikey's guts, Phil. Take it off. Seahawks, Buccaneers in London, 9.30 in the morning. You got to get up early for this one. The Bucks are favored. Bucks minus two and a half in London. In Germany. Battle Seahawks and Geno Smith. All right. First question, guys. I feel like we're going to be talking about this for a little bit. So what would be more meaningful? All right, audience, listen to this one. What would be more meaningful, a Seahawks win or a Bucks win? And let me explain. A Seahawks win would mean you beat the GOAT. You beat a more talented Bucks team that you shouldn't have any chance against going into the season, right? That's the Seahawks narrative. The Bucks narrative. If they win, they get their season back on track, winning two in a row, and they beat a quote-unquote good Seahawks team because all of us have said it here. I said they're a playoff team. I can't remember what else everyone else said. I, know I did also. The league mm-hmm. is starting to buy in on the Seahawks being a good team. So the Bucs, that's their narrative. They would be beating a good team with a winning record away from home with all the cars stacked against them lately, coming off of a huge emotional victory. There are the two narratives. What would be more meaningful? A Seahawks win or a Bucks win? Who wants to start? I will. It would be more meaningful for the Buccaneers. They're on a bye week next week. They could go into their bye week with two wins. Uh, they could feel good about themselves. Two years ago when Tom Brady and Bruce Arians won the Super Bowl, the season turned around after the bye week. Um, they were 7-5. and five. <clears throat> Yep. And they turned. They, they ran the table. Yep. They didn't lose they again. They ran the table after that. They never lost. Um, I'm glad Ooh. you brought that up. Um, yeah, good, point. That, good point. That's exactly what I think they need. They they need to get they need to get another win, get to that bye week, regroup, get themselves together. Tom can maybe clear his head a little bit, and then you come back and it's go time. Because um, look, I don't I don't think the Buccaneers are actually worried about the Falcons in that division. I don't. I think they see them lurking, but I don't think they genuinely are concerned. And to me, it's just the Seahawks are a good team. And it would be a quality win for them. And you get your confidence back and things like that. So to me, it's just it's more meaningful for the Buccaneers due to the circumstances that they dealt that they dealt with since beating the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I everything you just said, it, it just I I totally one hundred thousand percent agree. I mean, this game would definitely be a lot for the Seahawks in terms of a quality win, but they also beat the Chargers. They beat the Giants. If, if everybody thinks the Giants are all that. They beat those two teams. That's that's two quality wins. So I think they have a lot of people's respect. Um, I think the Bucs are going to play really, really good this game. I like the Bucs here. I think they're going to go all out. I think you're going to see high energy. I just think I just feel like they're going to flip that switch for them to gain confidence because they know that they have another week off and then they can regroup after that and then go on a run. You know what I mean? I mean, like you, you see teams struggling early in the season and they just turn it around. They get hot at the right moment. And you just never know. So I feel like with the leadership of Tom Brady and also the Bucs players that have been there on the Super Bowl run, they also had that mentality as well. And, you know, and that memory of them doing it in that year after the bye. So I think that is it's it's crucial for them. So I, I'm going to go with the Bucs here. I like the Bucs in this game. I'm a little concerned because Seattle is pretty fucking good and they can score. So if the Bucs don't score 20 points, 
I don't think the Bucks are going to win, but I think they're going to actually have a decent game on offense. I have the Bucks both ways, Mike. Sorry, I didn't give that. I didn't give my pick. My bad. Oh, all good. Yeah, I'm wait. Actually, am I am I misreading this here? They're playing in Germany. Excuse me. Yeah. Germany. Yeah. I yeah, said London by accident. Leave them um, in London. So everyone. <laughs> Yeah, right. So it's it's uh it's sour hour here at PNI. That's what That's that is. Good. Shot o'clock, sour hour. All right. Sorry, my apologies. The game's in Germany, not London. Anyway, same time frame. Um you know what, guys? I, I really like the like what you said about the Bucks here. And I'm gonna go away from that only because I actually think that if they lose this game, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board with a long week, and they hopefully will figure out what their weaknesses are and correct them. I don't. I just don't know if they're positioned well enough to win in this game right here. I just don't. I see you, Nick. What's going on over there? I'm, 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 he's saying something to me. And I, I'm trying to make out the words, and I can't. I can't make it out. You want to share it? Am I that sour? Oh, all right. No, no, no. I was making fun of Nick. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Because I was going to say, I didn't even get to my point yet. I'm going to say this. Yeah, fuck you. The audience deserves to know. <laughs> what? You got hey. a mic in front of you? What did you say? I said, fuck you for the third oh, time. All right, cool. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, well, no, it's all good. But I'm just saying, I think, um, man, it's tough because in international games, the favorites are 27 9 and 1 straight up, 23 and 14 against the spread. However,. This is crazy, guys. Tom Brady versus Geno Smith in his career. You're not even going to believe this. Tom Brady's 0-4 against the spread versus Geno Smith. Okay? That's his wow. second most against the spread losses without a win behind only one guy, Eli Manning, 0-5 against the spread. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. Eli Manning, Nick Foles, Geno Smith. It's it's crazy. It Ryan makes Fitz no Brady. sense. He, he he could beat Manning, Rodgers, Breeze, Roethlisberger, uh, Mahomes. It doesn't matter who you had in this. Yeah, Rivers. It didn't matter. He don't get and up for he, who we don't. But respect. he loses to these bum ass quarterbacks. It's it like makes the weirdest. No sense. I does it. Trevor Simeon doesn't get up for quarterbacks he doesn't respect. I believe that. I'm dead serious. I'm kind of I'm kind of like with you on that a little bit. Like there's no fear factor. No, it's just like it's I like, oh, yeah, like he can't keep up with us. We're just gonna just you know we'll be all right. See, and that's I don't the know. yeah. Our team where they'll jump you early. They're gonna get out early and score. And that's my problem is I just don't think the Bucks are gonna be able to score enough in this game. With the way the Seahawks have been playing defensively lately, they've convinced me that they're actually pretty strong defensively, and they have maybe a shutdown corner that could at least limit the damage through the air. And at that point. The Bucs can't run the football. The Seahawks can. The Seahawks can score on top of that. I think this is the spot where the Bucs, the greater takeaway for them will be if they lose here and they have to they have to face all these weaknesses on the drawing board next week and figure it out, and then they go on their run. I like that narrative a little bit better because I just – I like the way this team is playing right now. I, I really do like the way this team's playing. So I got the Seahawks – Upset. All right. Damn. And you, got, you guys both have the box both ways, correct? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Does anyone want to bet on this for fun? I feel like I'm I haven't not. gotten a bet on in a while. 
Uh, not this game, but I'm sure we'll get we'll get one coming up. Theories? I'm I'm not I'm not into this one because I, 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 I like Seattle. Like I think they're a good team. Like right. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if Seattle won. Hey, theories. Truthfully. Theories. You want it? Yeah. All right. Fuck it. Let's do it. I don't care. I'm. I'm <laughs> guy, bro. You got you got me broke. He's right behind. Me, bro. What's, what's up? Fuck yeah. What's up, bro? Yeah, Going Mike. War, that was dude, that's war, legendary. That's We're going the to war. Title. I'm in. Got me. In. I got two bets, Rocket. I got another one in the clip. Let's go. Yeah, I gotta get one with Mike now. All right. Next up. That's crazy, man. Podcast. <laughs> Yo, did you see me lean into my mic here? Yeah, move on, Mike, my mic. please. Anyway. All right, Philly Phil. Now we're gonna start rolling. We got the rest of the games to pick. Philly Phil, one more time. Give us some uh, prime time. I need some juice. He's a crowd pleaser. I'm a pleaser. That's the best ever. Really, I'm a pleaser, though, man. <laughs> I really am. I'm a pleaser. Oh my god. That's a good Wrong. thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. That's a good thing. You should want to be a pleaser. Are you a pleaser? Of course. Yeah, that's a good thing. I'm a real one. It's a good one. All right, Sunday night football. You guys ready? Yes, yeah. sir. Pleasers, you ready? All right. Yeah. Yeah, the pleasers. Yeah, the pleasers. I like that. I like that. Is that the episode title? Ple- the pleasers. <laughs> yeah. Chargers at Niners. Niners minus seven on Sunday Night Football. All right. Are you worried about the Chargers injuries? And is this line too high? Like, am I missing something here? Yeah, I wish I could get as high as that line. <laughs> um, I'm I'm confused here. Look, I, I get it. The Chargers, uh, they did beat the Falcons. They traveled. There, they have a lot of injuries. I get it. They traveled across country for a 1 uh, p.m. game. You know the statistics on that. That it's a hard slot for a West Coast team to win. Um, Justin Herbert is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, and while I feel like my thing is is like. We don't give Jimmy Garoppolo respect, and then you make him a seven-point favorite on Sunday Night Football. So I don't understand that. Now, I know that that incorporates the the injuries to the Chargers, but that line is just ridiculous to me. And I, I'm being I'm being dead serious here. The, I got the Chargers on the money line. Wow, Chargers and, upset. And the Chargers are winning that game. I love the wow. Chargers. I like them because I think because I think they have enough with Justin Herbert. You got roped in, bro. Maybe Vegas is giving you <laughs> six points, and they're giving you the. Chargers. I'm not even. T- I'm not taking the points. I'm taking the money line. Points are irrelevant to me. I know, but the line is telling me this is this is San Fran all the way. I'm taking San Fran, out, but I'll take the Chargers with the points because seven is a lot. But I like I like San Fran here. Actually, no, fuck that. Give me San Fran both ways. I think this is gonna be a blowout. Fuck this. Wow. First game. I think they play good enough defense. I think they have the weapons on offense. They got Christian McCaffrey booming right now. Uh, coming off a bye right now, and I, I I just like their offense. They're doing they're they're playing well. They're playing great. They're playing great football, and I love the 49ers defense. They're one of those teams that are really sneaky. They can creep up you, creep up on you in January, and they could be one of those teams that get hot at the right moment. They have all the pieces there. That is the team that scares me the most. This could be the week that actually really you know opens people's eyes up when they blow out the Chargers. So I like the 49ers to blow them out. 49ers got a division wow. game next week, too. That also factors into my decision. That's fine. It almost sounds like you guys need to bet on this game. I'll take the Niners. I'll take the Chargers. Okay. Sorry. Is- I mean, 
it just was so obvious to me. All right. I'm going to be down 30 grand before the end of the show. <laughs> I mean, it's just, like, it's just like the line. Like, bro, like, I, I, I believe it. Like, people love the Chargers. People thought had them as Super Bowl picks. Like, the Chargers aren't the Jags. They're not. I agree. They're not. Like, seven points is a lot. So, for that to be the line, it's, just, it's, like, it's like baiting you to take the Chargers, man. It's baiting you to take them. I love the Niners here. This is the Niners spot. It's, it's crazy to say that. Yeah. Couple of lines to note, guys. Justin Herbert and the Chargers, four and zero against the spread on the road this year. Remember that. <laughs> Remember that for a second, because first of all, it bucks all trends. They're usually not a good road team. But here's the other thing: the key in this game, I think the 49ers are a better team. Let me just put that out there. I think they're a better team. Um, the key for the 49ers is this: the 49ers they need to get out to a lead. And if they hold the lead going into the fourth quarter, they will win this game. Here's why. The 49ers are 1-30 straight up when they trail by three-plus points entering the fourth quarter under Kyle Shanahan. If the 49ers have the lead going into the fourth quarter, they are winning this game. Guaranteed it. Okay? I like the 49ers. I'm going to take the Chargers on the spread. Um, And I really – I can see this one going – a whole bunch of directions. So I have no confidence other than I just think the 49ers are better. Period. And that's that. All right. Next up. Lions at Bears. Bears minus three at home. Um, <clears throat> The Bears should not be favorite by three points. Uh, they're riding high now because they played all right against the Cowboys. And then they uh, played all right last week. And Justin Fields is getting a lot of buzz now because he's running all over the place. Um, I'm taking the Lions in this to upset them. I mean, if you want to call it that. Um, I think the Lions just – I just like this. I like them. That's really all I got. I can't go on a big uh, response here. I just – I like the Lions in this game. I think the Bears right now are just – they're riding a little too high. They, sh- they shouldn't be giving three points. I'm kind of with you, but I kind of like the Bears in this situation because I feel like the the win last week against Green Bay is kind of like an emotional win. Uh, they never really they, they never beat Green Bay. Could so also back them. Get, it could, it could. Uh, but I, I think the Bears are playing really good football. The Lions had that one good week, but they only scored 15 points. The Bears have a pretty decent defense. Um, I, I think they can hold them and Jared Goff. And the Bears are home. I like the Bears here, and I'll take them outright. All right. I'm with you, Theories. I got the Bears both ways. And this is another one where it's like – this is another one where there's two conflicting plots here. Jared Goff, 0-10-1 straight up on the road in his last 11, losing by 13 points per game in those games. Ouch. Okay. On the other hand, Justin Fields stinks against the NFC North, 1-5 straight up in his career. But it's also the first time he plays at Soldier Field back-to-back in his whole career. Give me the Bears. Give me the Bears both ways because they're just simply playing better right now. But I actually think this is a game that's going to be fun to watch. I think they're actually going to hit the over. All right. What's the, what's the over under? Um, let me find it. It's 48 and a half. Wow. Seven and touchdowns. three straight Bears games have gone over over the point total. That's and the, you already know the Lions can score. Yeah. Kind of crazy. That's a high line. I would bet the overs. Me yeah, too. I, that's a really like high it, line yeah. for two, those two teams. So there you have it. All right. 
Next up, Broncos coming off the bye at the Tennessee Titans. Titans minus three at home, and they're on a roll. What do you got? I'm taking, I'm taking the Titans both ways. I think they're being really slept on. They almost beat the Chiefs last week uh, with Malik Willis completing five passes. Derrick Henry is a monster. He scored all of their touchdowns since week seven. Um, I'm all over the Titans, and Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel might have to become the coach of the year candidate with, with if this team keeps going like the way they are. Hey, Traylon Burks is practicing too, by the way. Well, they need him because they traded away A.J. Brown to get him. So, yeah, I like Titans here. The Titans are a way, they're a way better coach football team. Mike Vrabel is the, the – is the deciding factor. He does not play any games. He doesn't He doesn't care. He, the game plan is to get Derrick Henry to football. He doesn't try to get cute. He doesn't try to outsmart himself. He gives his best player the football, and that's the bottom <laughs> line. That's what you do. It's a smart so, coach. Uh, yeah, and, 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 he, and he knows defense. He has that defense playing really well. I mean, not for nothing, they should have beat the Chiefs. It's a shame they had that you know bad quarterback play in Malik Willis. But I love the Titans here. They're going to be home. They're going to be running down their throat. I love I love Tennessee in this in this spot. Guys, I had Tennessee all week. Literally, I'm torn over this because I just don't know who's playing quarterback for the Titans right now. And I think that could be a deciding factor, even if it is Ryan Tannehill coming off of an injury with virtually no practice. I just, I don't like that part of it. Um. And then it's weird, okay? Russell Wilson coming off of a bye is good in his career. Russell Wilson under East Coast time zone, good in his career. Titans can make history in this game, guys. Only six AFC teams have covered the spread in seven consecutive games since 2010. That is a hard task to do. They certainly can do it. They're playing extremely, extremely well, and they also are good against teams coming off of their bye. Tough one here. I'm just literally going – I'm going to go with the Broncos because I think it's going to be probably Malik Willis for another week. And they have a lot to prove after playing a better game last week, They're maybe even their best game of the season. And they're going to want to prove that the defense is still good without Bradley Chubb. This is just a hunch game. The Titans are the better team. So I actually looked at that uh, – double looked at it too, Mike, to be honest, when I first I saw – so much trouble, Mike. But I just I, – I can't I can't buy in yet. I can't either. It's, it seems so easy to make this pick. That's the, the thing. Is like the Titans should be favored by more in this game, if we're being honest. I'm surprised that the line is only three. But that could be accounting for maybe Malik Willis. I don't know. I am not sure. But next up, Jaguars at the Chiefs. Chiefs minus nine and a half. This line moved big time in the Chiefs' direction. I think it opened at six and a half. It's now nine and a half for the Chiefs. Or it might have been seven and a half. Either way, it still yeah, moved quite a bit. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs both ways. I don't think that Trevor Lawrence um, uh, I don't think that Trevor Lawrence can keep up with Patrick Mahomes, to be honest. He and looked good last have... week, though, Mike. Yeah, I know. I know that, but I'm just... I'm, I agree, I'm at... I'm not sold on him, to be honest. That's where I'm at with him. So I don't believe in him yet. Um, and I'm just I'm going with the Chiefs. They're better. I'm taking them both ways. And that's just really where I am with that. I'm not I a believer you, in by the way. Too, the Jags are too up and down. Like I never know what team I'm getting. I get a formidable team that looks like they're getting ready to uh 
learn how to win football games. And then the very next week, I get a team that looks like Trevor Lawrence is a bust. I like Rats. the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs with the money line, and I like the Jags with the points. I feel like Doug Peterson, he just coaches his ass off when he plays against good teams. I don't know what it is. I feel like he he just he just rises to the challenge. He's gonna have his his, his guys ready to play in a hostile environment. Um, I think coaching will will keep them in this game. So for that reason, I'm gonna take Jags with the points. Nick, nobody's talking about that narrative either. It's Doug versus his mentor and his former team. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. talking about that. Um, I have the Chiefs both ways for the same reasons as what Mike said, but this just smells like a backdoor cover. It smells like a backdoor cover where the Jags make it interesting because, fun fact, Mahomes in the second game of a homestand, 7-11 against the spread. Hmm. And I have no reason for it. It's really, It's really interesting, though, right? Um, so it smells like a backdoor cover. It actually smells like it could be a high-scoring game. I actually think Trevor Lawrence can have a lot of success in this spot, um, even though I'm not fully bought in either. So, all right. So give me the Chiefs both ways. Cleveland at Miami. Miami minus three and a half. Cleveland coming off the bye. Deshaun Watson's on his way in a few weeks, guys. Can they get the upset victory here? I do believe that. I'd like the Brown I'd like the Browns in this game to upset the Dolphins. Um, I think that they're gonna be able to control the game on the ground. You and Nick will be able to run all over them. I really do. And then Jacoby Brissett, as long as he doesn't make any mistakes, they should be able to keep themselves in it. You suck. <laughs> Why, do you have the Browns too? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and for Great no mind. rhyme or reason, other than they're playing well and the Dolphins seem to just escape each week. I want to see them dominate right. a team. Um, the Browns stink off a bye, though. Like, they're literally under Kevin Stefanski. Um, they're two, okay, let me rephrase. Over the last decade, they stink. They're 1-7-1 and one against a spread off the bye. Kevin Stefanski is 1-2-0 and oh straight up off the bye, though. So, I don't know. I just like the way they're playing. I think they're going to run the football and – be able to put up some numbers here. That's just me. Me too, me too Mike. I really do. Everything, everything screams Dolphins, by the way, with the stats. I can read them all to you. I don't even think I need to waste oh, the time. The defense is, has sharp, has shaped up. Yeah. They, they called Coach Yost. That defense is shaping up. They're playing really well. Yeah, but they're also playing against Tyree Kill and Jalen Wallace. They're different animals, bro. And Miami's yeah. home. I like Miami here. I'll take the Browns with the points. I think there'll be a close game, but I I just like Miami. I think they have better weapons on the outside. They have a better quarterback. They're home. They're a tough team, man. They're they're a really good team. I think a lot of people look at the Dolphins still, and they're they you know they're a little they're, they they don't have that confidence in them. Yep. They're not one of like 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 they're the top dogs in in the AFC. I don't think people view them that way. So I feel like they get kind of disrespected in that kind of regard. But I love their head coach. He's awesome, man. Mike yeah, Daniel. Me too. He's me too. amazing. He's he's a real one. Yeah, I, I, I he's just goofy, but he's like smart as fuck. He's himself, he's personable, he's like, funny yeah, too. Yeah, he's funny. Like he's got a good personality, and people gravitate towards people like that. So I like the Dolphins here to win, but I think the Browns are going to keep it close. So I'll get the Browns with the points. All right. Next up, the Houston Texans at the New York Giants coming off a of bye. Giants minus four and a half. 
Giants, it's going to be a bloodbath. They're going to destroy them. They're fresh. Saquon Barkley's fresh coming off a bye. Um, th- the Texans just aren't good. <laughs> They're the worst team in the league, or second compete, or third. Though. They compete. Yeah, but eh. but they stink. I'm all that. I'll take the Giants both ways. Easy. <clears throat> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Do it. Do I'm it. taking it back to the fan. <laughs> I'm taking as my upset. This is my upset of the week. This, wow. this nothing to lose. That is one team that like, just like it's just they're gonna take them lightly, the Giants. I, I just I just have a gut feeling. I feel like the Texans are gonna hang in there. I feel like they're gonna it's just gonna be one of those weird ass. I don't games. hate that theory. I, I, I feel don't. like yeah, because you look at the Texans, you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna steamroll them. But the Texans also had 10 days off because they play on the Thursday. So they had time to prepare too. But they, this uh-huh. team has nothing to lose. I feel like they're going to pull out all the stops to get a win. And it would be great for that, for, for, um, for Lovey Smith to get a dub here. I, 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 I love the Texans and I, I, I'm the Texans are winning this game. Philly Phil that's, sound the fucking. That's not what I said. That's messed up. Honestly, for you, I hope it hit. I fuck with it, man. I think the Texans are going to bring it home, bro. Look, you made a compelling case. I actually, I actually. And winning is contagious. The Houston Astros just won the World Series, so who's to say they're not going to win this? <laughs> I do. Uh, I actually do like your angle on that with them taking them too lightly. However, I don't know if Brian D- Dable the let, allows that to score happen enough for me, bro. Like the Texans, are, yo, the Texans, they'll they'll hang in with is you. Cooks back. He's back, but he's frustrated. <laughs> he's Can frustrated. He $40 million in, uh, like four Someone who's ago. frustrated. Yeah, yo, yo, he got paid $40 million seven months ago. Would you be frustrated? No. Huh? Yeah, Probably not. You would be frustrated with $40 million? Yeah, I want $40 Seven months ago? I mean, shit. I, I, I would be chilling, bro. I would shut the fuck up and I would play. I do. I do a lot worse for a lot less. Exactly right, bro. I would go streaking. <laughs> for yeah, he signed his, his name on the dotted line, so... Um, yeah, no give doubt. me, give me the Giants, guys. Give me the Texans on the spread. Nothing, yeah. literally, literally nothing, statistically indicates that I should do that. I'm not even going to read it to you. It's actually really like the Giants. I believe are 75 percent coming off a of buy, 75 percent cover percentage. Um, and Brian Dable coaches the hell out of them, so. I think they find a way to win the game. I am skeptical, though. They played like dog shit, and they got blown out by Seattle before the bye. I don't know what to say to that. Um, they'll win the game, though. They'll find a way to win because they've been doing it all season long. All right. Next up, last one of the 1 o'clock hour, the Saints road favorites, minus 1.5 at the Steelers. Steelers coming off a bye. Um, I am taking the Steelers to win this game. Uh, I think the Saints are some shit. Uh, Pittsburgh's coming off a bye. They're rested. They got rid of Claypool, so now they can operate with Pickens and Deontay Johnson, who are both better than him. Um, I think Jalen Warren's going to see an uptick in his playtime too, which I think is going to bode well for them because I don't know what happened to Najee. He fell off a cliff (laughs) in year two. Um, So that's where I am with it. And again, I, I, I trust Mike Tomlin over Dennis Allen. I think we'll have his team ready to go. Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints here. I I I think Pittsburgh is some shit. I don't I don't believe in their in their quarterback situation. Um, not that I believe in the Saints, but I like their defense better than Pittsburgh's. Um, I think the Saints have a better defense. I think they have Alvin Kamara still. 
Um, I just, I, I just, and Chris Olave. I mean, let's talk about it, bro. That yo, he could. Let's talk about it. Oh, I actually want to give you your flowers on this. So before this season for fantasy, we were talking about who's the rookie wide receiver that's going to shock the league. And I was saying that I thought it could be Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. He's bowling too. And bro. Nick was hammering yep. Chris Olave. That's true. Nailed, I just wanted to tell you that you told me before the season that he was going to be he was going to be the Jamar Chase and like those guys that came into the league stud. year one and killed it. He is a stud. He's a stud. Excellent bro. player. Uh, he's been my he's favorite, it. my favorite DFS receiver for like the last five weeks. But now, of course, his price went up. Uh, but I was playing him every single time he was under 6K. Now he's finally crossed that mark. I still like him there, too. Um, what the hell? Slack is going off. Sorry. <laughs> no, we're trying to get, we're trying to order food. So get <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Anyway, I got the Saints. Um, I actually think this game is going to be a good game. Both of these teams, I don't know what to expect ever. The Saints haven't won against the spread on the road this year. I do think they're a notch better. Um, I, I think that the Steelers definitely can win this game, though. So I, I don't have virtually any confidence in this game. I, I, I have the Saints, though. All right. Four o'clock right. hour. We only have three games left, guys. Colts. Jeff Saturday's debut. It looks like Jonathan Taylor might suit up. He's been practicing limited at the Raiders. Raiders minus four and a half. Raiders just put Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller on the IR the same day. Big losses there. It is shaping up to be maybe an ugly game. I don't know. How are you feeling? So I am taking the Raiders um, and I'm taking them minus the points. But let me be very clear here. If the Colts win this game, Josh Daniels will be fired before midnight. I genuinely Daniels facing the team he spurned. Yeah. Remember, he got the job and left. Yep. I don't know if that matters, though. You cannot lose this game. Because I don't think there's like the players in the locker room really care. Oh, no. I wasn't Daniels. saying for that angle. I was just saying if he loses this game, he will lose the locker room. No shit. And he will lose the confidence of Mark Davis. He's gone. No shit. So he's coaching for his job this week. I genuinely believe that. Yeah, he can't lose the you can't he he cannot lose to Jeff fucking Saturday. He will never get another job in the NFL if he loses to a guy that was in that was talking to Dan Orlovsky and Stephen A. Smith and Molly on Monday. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I like the Raiders here both ways. I think the Raiders are gonna smoke them. Seriously, I, I just do. I just think they're better. I I I've, I I mean <laughs> you got Sam Ellinger, bro. Do you think do you do you think I, I fear him? <laughs> that's my point though. and I don't want to hear shit about Waller and Ren- I actually didn't know Renfro went on the IR um, I just traded for Waller and fantasy and he went on IR which is just they so regular around and, and, and oh. kept James, cause? yeah Mike I didn't even tell you that and I found out I'm eating lunch with Nick at Panchero's and he goes and he looks over and goes yo check this out and I look over it's like Darren Waller has been placed on IR I'm like this is unbelievable so I'll see you guys in a again. Skeeters in March um, <laughs> that's, beside that's beside the point uh, but yeah, nah, Raiders can't lose this game. There's no excuse. Agreed. This is a must win. They they have to win this game, and I'm going to pick them to win, but I am going to caution upset potential. Those are two deflating injuries. No confidence in the head coach. No oh my confidence God. in the defense. There is upset potential here, and I'm not picking them to do it. I still think the Raiders find a way. I'm going to read one stat here, and this is – ugh. This is actually I got two of them. All right. Derek Carr, quarterback for the Raiders, right? 
four and eight against the spread at home after returning home from a road game, and they fail to recover the spread by almost four points. On top of that, the Raiders, all right, I'm going to just blatantly read this to you verbatim. They are six-point favorites almost, right? It moved a little bit. But anyway, yeah, four and a half. So teams favored by this number this late into the season with a winning percentage of 25% or less. Yes, that's the Raiders. They're two and six, 25% or less. All six teams failed to cover. It's my sleeper team. I am so, like, it just screams like, man, what if they respond to Jeff Saturday? What if they respond, man? Yeah, my sleeper teams have been awful, bro, by the way. Like, the Raiders, I had the Broncos. Right? And hold on. And the Saints have Andy Dalton. So, like, (laughs) I'm having a bad run this year. Well, I mean, let's get something straight. I was on here getting ready. I was on here with veins popping out of my neck for a quarterback that's playing defensive line with a red shirt on. And you sweat a little bit. And I had the Broncos. So. Yeah, so all of us, we we are on, we're on a new level with yeah, uh, I mean, bad takes right now. That's all right. Yeah, you, know, you learn from it. Though if they on, win this week, if the Broncos win on. this week, that will be interesting. But I'm not going to say they're back. Nah, they're ass. They're they're they're, they're, they, they're they have they're, been ass. They have been straight up ass. So we've fallen flat on our up on our sleeper teams. We sure all right, have. two more games. First up, the Cardinals at the Rams. Rams minus one and a half. We all know Sean McVay owns the Cardinals in his career. 11 and one straight up. All right. Owns him. Uh, with the Stafford news coming out with the whole concussion shit, I just, I kind of like the Cardinals here. And I, I don't know why. Because I, I Cliff Kingsbury's trash. Um, he, is. he could be fired but, next too. Yeah, but he gets I'm, his I'm ass saying, blown out tonight or that night. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm I'm sticking with the Cardinals. Though. That was my gut when I first looked at the lines. I'm taking the Cardinals to to win outright. Wow, they're gonna change the uh, recent history, I guess. Yeah. I, Do you want me to go or you want to go? I, I oh I'll go. All right, go ahead. Theories. I, I man, I like the Cardinals here. I like the Cardinals here because they can score. Like they have that offense that has potentially they could they could score twenty points. Like they have D Hop, they have Kyler, they got James Conner. Um, they have their pieces. It's just the Rams don't. I, the Rams are out of sync. They lost to the Bucks, bro. I know. Like I'm saying that. They lost to the Bucks. That's a that's a deflating loss for that team, especially and the way they lost. It was how they lost. And they're what? What are they? The three and six, correct? Yeah, they're three and six, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're three and six, and they all wanted to run it back after winning the Super Bowl, and to lose like that against Tampa, who's been struggling, and the way they the way they lost in that fashion, that is deflating, bro. Like that's deflating. You're going to be questioning a lot of things going on with the roster. Now you got Matthew Stafford possibly not playing. This is the spot for the Cardinals. I think I think the Cardinals are going to win this one easily. Uh, I'm one thousand percent betting this game. I love the Cardinals in this in this matchup. Wow, I got to admit I'm surprised from both of you. Um, 
I had the same reaction as Mike. I had a bad feeling about this one for the Rams from the very beginning, and it's, it has nothing to do with the Cardinals, really. And I love Nick's yeah. explanation because they will score points. The Rams can't score points. Um, I will say this, though. There is a reasonable chance that Kyler and Matthew Stafford both do not play in this game. Matthew Stafford with the concussion, Kyler with the hamstring, has not practiced yet this week. There's a reasonable chance we see a backup quarterback battle in arguably the most important game. Fuck it. It is not arguably. It is the most important game for both of these teams this season because the loser is pretty much dead to rights. They are the IP. But this is a must-win game for both teams. We might be seeing the backups. I have the Cardinals, though, um, quite simply because I think they'll be able to score more. That's really it. Yep, I share the same sentiment. Really it. And everything says Rams otherwise. All the stats, everything. All right? Last but certainly not least, the Washington Commanders at the Philadelphia Eagles, who are undefeated. They are minus 11 favorites at home in a divisional game. Guys, who you got? Uh, it is. They didn't cover against Houston, by the way. They missed it by a point and a half. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's the Eagles both ways for me. I'm not overcomplicating it. The Eagles have the MVP right now, and they're the best team in the league. They win and cover. All right. Um, I'm actually going to take Washington with the points. I love the Eagles money line here. I think the Eagles do win. They're just a better team. They're home. The crowd's going to be rocking Monday night football. You know how Philly gets, but there's something about like having that underdog mentality. And I feel like Taylor Heineke is that kind of kid that, that, that is going to swing back. And I think he is going to respond a little bit. Um, especially when the Eagles are undefeated, I feel like you have a target in your back now more than ever. So I feel like that team in Washington is going to, you know, play up to the Eagles um, energy. Uh, but I, I just I, I feel like Taylor Heineke is that kind of kid that just has a chip on his shoulder. And when he's an underdog, I feel like he performs better in that win and weirdly. So I, I, I'll take Washington with the points just for that reason. Eagles are way better football team, but I just like them for that reason to cover 11 points. 11 points is a lot of points for a divisional opponent. I'll say one thing. I got the Eagles both ways, all right? But Washington's defense has quietly been turning it around. The offense, maybe not so much. They can they can hang for a little bit. Um, Taylor Heineke's got moxie. He bounces back when he gets knocked down. But I will point out, he has been very fortunate so far. He's been throwing a lot of interceptable passes. He has been exposing himself to turnovers. Um, the Eagles will not allow that to happen the Eagles should turn him over at least twice in this game but he fights though and the team responds well to him mm -hmm. so they will be in the game for you know to some point but I think the Eagles pull away um pull and the Eagles are just superior man that's really what it is the Eagles they should force a couple turnovers in this game with the way that Heineke is actually playing on the football field I love the way he, he fights, though. And this defense really has been good lately. The Washington defense really turned around. They don't even have Chase Young yet. So interesting development there. If they can get a win, if they can string together some wins, you know, we'll see. Supreme. All right. <clears throat> Philly Phil, 
How about some Fly Eagles fly on the way out, you know? Yeah. The Eagles are undefeated, man. He's screaming at the screen right now. Over, under, three and a half veins popping out of his mouth. Over. Double. You got over? Fly Eagles fly. All right, Philly Phil. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 120 of Psychotic and Iconic Power by Playmaker is brought to you by Prize Picks. Daily fantasy made easy. Also, we were live as usual on the Props Network at PropsHQ.com. Be sure to go over there and subscribe. Keep up with all of our football coverage. You do not want to miss it. I mean, literally, we still got half a season left, so it's not too late. Go over there now. What are we wearing, guys? Fantastic fucking. <laughs> Fantastic fabric, courtesy of IPP Pressworks. If you want P&I merch, do not forget to reach out to us via social media or wherever, and we will give you pricing and details and get you taken care of. Next episode, Tuesday, 8 p.m., Week 10 recap. You already know. Theories, take it away. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on PropsHQ.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other ish. Also, follow us on all of our social platforms as you do not want to miss our daily content on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we will see you guys next week at PI, baby. Enjoy week 10.